Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the challenges that governments face in creating rules that are both appropriate and fair. One view of the world is that rules should be uniform. One set of rules for everyone. That way, nobody can claim they were unfairly harmed by a rule that's the same for everybody. Fairness should be at the core of our legal system. But if you look at what most local governments deal with, overwhelmingly, it's real estate. If you read the city council minutes for virtually any city in North America, you'll find overwhelmingly the majority of the business for any city council has to do with land use. There's the occasional item dealing with parking fees or business licensing, or maybe putting pets on leashes, but overwhelmingly cities deal with real estate. Cities get their power from either the province or the state, depending on where, which country you reside in, and laws at the federal level tend to be general and apply to everyone. Laws at the state or provincial level also tend to be general in nature. Sometimes you'll see them dive into specific situations, but that's pretty rare. Now here's where things get tricky. You often get rules created at different levels of government that can be in direct conflict with each other. You can also get rules that are not fair to everyone because the circumstances locally on the ground are different. If policy changes are brought into place to cool off the economy, for example, or to cool off the real estate market, that could be very appropriate for a city that's really hot like Vancouver or Toronto. At the same time, when Toronto experienced an 11.5% increase in prices, Calgary's prices were essentially flat. Applying the same medicine to both markets might not be appropriate. Housing affordability issues in Toronto and Calgary are not the same. A set of rules that limit development in a dense urban situation might not be appropriate in an area of declining population. You may want the opposite to stimulate growth of jobs and population. We often see different levels of government creating opposing rules to try and compensate for a problem created by another piece of legislation. For example, we've seen some cities impose large development fees to pay for municipal infrastructure. This can be in response to the cost of growing and maintaining the road network, public transit, and utilities like water and sewer. That increases the cost of development beyond the scope of the project itself. So the economics dictates that developers create less new product, which often reduces supply. That lower supply ultimately translates into higher rents. Governments then try and step in to try and force property owners to reduce rents through rent controls. The rent controls makes being a landlord even less attractive. More supply disappears from the market, pushing prices up even further. Then there are situations where properties have deed restrictions imposed by one level of government and conflicting zoning restrictions from another level of government. I'm not making this up. We've experienced that situation firsthand. The difficulty is in determining which set of rules will prevail in the event of a conflict. And these are real-life situations. If you're building on a parcel of land that you own, you have local rules that apply, but if there's, say, a natural waterway nearby, you may need to meet additional rules from the Ministry of the Environment or the Army Corps of Engineers or perhaps the local conservation authority. You don't want your residential property drainage to be subject to really stringent rules. If your property is, say, draining into the Mississippi River, it makes sense that an additional set of rules apply. Okay, so we get that rules should not be uniform. They should be situation-specific. Now you can consider rules to be a set of constraints that are being placed upon you, attempting to limit what you can do and what you cannot do. Another way to look at government rules is as a set of incentives. Government is, in essence, showing you the path to make investments. The latest set of unfair rules, that is to say, not uniform rules, are the new opportunity zones in the U.S. 
These 8,700 map zones represent a tax incentive to encourage long-term private investment in low-income communities throughout the country. There are truly golden opportunities embedded in these rules, even the ones that conflict with one another. I currently have a building under construction that's allowed to have higher density than the regular zoning rules would permit. The city is allowing me to build 13 apartments instead of 10 in exchange for putting a green roof on the building. I'm talking literally a green roof. Think of having a lawn or grass on your roof. The green roof is environmentally more friendly. It means the building will retain some of its stormwater runoff. It will convert some carbon dioxide into oxygen, and it'll provide some additional insulation to the building. So in exchange for that, the city's giving me a higher density calculation than if I didn't have a green roof. Whether you consider these non-uniform rules to be fair is entirely up to you. As you're thinking about that, take a look at which government incentives could benefit your business in 2019. I personally like the 10-year tax abatement in zip code 19121. Have an awesome day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.